Seattle Mariners stud reliever, Paul Seawald, joining us. We're excited to have him throughout the season. And happy opening day to you, Paul. Excitement level for you right now as you guys play later? I appreciate it. Yeah, the excitement level is pretty high. Everyone, uh, you guys know, that opening day feelings uh, is pretty special. Um, you get introduced and, you know, it's going to be fun to be in front of the home crowd. They're, uh, they're still buzzing from last October. What's the temperature in Seattle today? What's the weather? Uh, it's not terrible. It's, you know, it's low 50s. It's kind of, there's a little bit of sunshine. Uh, we're actually going to have the roof open tonight. It's going to be nice. That's a nice, okay. that's a nice March 30th Seattle day. For sure. Because we played there when I was with Texas one time and we got snow. And the roof was open, and they didn't close it in time. We had to wait because <laughs> the snow was coming down. The coldest game in Safeco history it was like 25 degrees. They're like, oh, we got a roof, except it was open. And then it started flurrying, and they're like, wait, hold time out. Let's close the roof. So be, be ready, Paul. You, even, you when it's closed, even when it's closed, it gets the bullpen. So we get rained on whether we have the roof closed or not. So I'm kind of <laughs> used to it at this point. Yeah, let's go, Mariners. Put a little, put a little window up there to keep the rain from blowing yeah, in on these guys. Yeah, he's got playoff money. Come on, give, yeah. give Paul some some protection over there. Paul, tell us about the Mariners bullpen. You're at the back end of it. Are you officially the closer? Do we know this? Has Scott Service announced this yet? We do not have official closers in Seattle. We have eight high leverage relievers, and we're going to switch everybody out, and everybody's going to pitch. And uh, we feel like that's been the recipe to our success the last two years. And um, you know, Mooney's going to get some. Brash is probably going to get some. I'm going to get a lot. Um, but there's, we're going to pass them around, and, and we're going to make sure that everybody's fresh so that in October everybody, you know, nobody's gassed. And, um, you know, that's just the way we do it. We try to match up to make sure that, you know, Mooney has whoever he's supposed to have. I have whoever I'm supposed to have. And, you know, if that's the best matchup to make sure we win, then that's what we're going to go with. they tell you that before? Yeah, game? so we – I mean, that's a communication thing. That's from the second we get there in spring training to the last game of the year – and in between, you know, we go into the series against Cleveland. It's like, hey, Paul, this is really where we think your best pocket is. Here's Mooney. This is where you think we think your best pocket is. Fest, Diego, all those guys. And we just go down the list. And so, um, you know, they're very detailed in making sure that they let us know, hey, this is where we really see you uh, see you pitching tonight, tomorrow, the whole the rest of the series. Do you get pissed when you see those lists and you're like, wait, 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 what? Like, you don't think I can get Altuve and Bregman out? Like, you got me getting a seven, eight, nine guy? Or is it not – you don't get your ego into it? Well, Kratzy, I never have seven, eight, nine. It's always one to five. So, it my ego doesn't get in the way because they're like, wow. hey, you know, you know, this is who you're going to face every time. So Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> that's one of the things about – you know, that's how we've established our bullpen is, I, you know, we, we kind of joke, but eight high leverage guys will honestly give us the best ability to say, like, hey, like, you know, we're not going to pitch you three days in a row. Mooney's, you know, Mooney's still so young. It's like, hey, we're not going to pitch you back to back, you know, right out of the gate. You're just coming off a long season, your first long season. You know, if we feel like we have multiple guys that can get people out in those big leverage spots, I think we can keep everybody rested and keep everybody fresh. That'll keep everybody at the best they can possibly be. So um, Mooney's going to get some, Brash's going to get some, I'm going to get a bunch. Like, hopefully we have, hopefully we have our 162 saves and we got to pass them around. Down to hey, Paul. Oh, go ahead. Oh, my sorry. bad, Jonesy. I had a no, quick sorry, one. I had a, I had a quick one on that, Paul. Like, what? Like, you were talking about staying healthy, staying. Do you feel like that's because of you passing around high leverage situations, or do you feel like that's George Kirby going seven instead of going five and dive with his ten punches? 
Yeah, well, you know, I like to say our bullpen's the best in baseball because our starters are some of the best in baseball. And so we do a lot of relaxing for the first six innings and only have to throw seven, eight, nine. That's kind of what makes our bullpen so great is that we don't throw a lot of the fourth and fifth innings. Uh, when you go from Castillo to Robbie to Logan to George to Marco, it's like, yeah, you get to relax for most of the, most of the game. And then we kind of turn it on for seven, eight, nine. So it definitely helps when, when guys are going seven. Well, Cratchy stole my question, but it doesn't matter. I got more than one. Um, <laughs> does it still smell like garlic fries out there in the bullpen? Because I remember being a center, just like, oh, man, I missed that. And the expectations going into this year. Obviously, tonight's going to be going nuts. Seattle has not been in the playoffs since 01. Um, it, it's, the atmosphere is definitely changing in, in Seattle. The culture of baseball is changing in Seattle. And exp- explain that. Explain that to us. First and foremost, I started yes, there, so still, I remember it was trash. still smells like burgers and fries out there, um, especially especially with the, and then the worst part is the DJ like blasting music. We can't hear anybody's walkouts, <laughs> anything that's going on. The DJ is so loud. Um, I bet you could have heard it in center, but yeah, the you know expectations is is a word that we're going to get thrown around a lot this year. That's what happens when you win ninety games back to back seasons, and then you go to the playoffs and. Instead of talking about, oh, you guys haven't been to the playoffs in 21 years, it's like, well, you won the AL wildcard series. Now, what are your expectations? And the biggest thing that we're going to have, that's the biggest thing we're probably going to have to handle is that like outside expectations can't, can't be, you know, can't be, it's just noise for us. And we just have to focus on getting better every single day. We have our own standard and our own expectations in the clubhouse. And, and that's, you know, to grind every single inning, but every single game for 162. And, and if we do that, I think. Um, the expectations, the win totals, that stuff's going to take care of itself, and we're going to be playing in October. Paul, you were on this team last year when you guys cracked the playoffs for the first time in, in a long time. Is this team better this year's version of the Seattle Mariners? You guys made some nice offseason moves. Like, put your GM hat on for a second and give me the evaluation. Well, Scott, I'm a bullpen pitcher, so I always have my GM hat on. That's what we do. For the first <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is facts. So, but yeah, no, I. I Truly, truly, I think our team is better than we were last year. Um, and that's, you know, that's a testament to Jerry and Justin and everybody, you know, trying to make these moves to to make our team better. I don't think we had to get significantly better. We didn't need to sign three free agents um, for $200 million to get better. I just think, you know, we just needed to make incremental moves and, and they did a great job of that. And, you know, you put Teo in the middle of our lineup, Colton Wong at second base, um, AJ Pollock, Tommy Lusso, like we were a little bit better than we were last year. And you know, frankly, we weren't that far off from being where we wanted to get. You know, we got swept by Houston in the playoffs, but anybody who watches those games knows that, you know, we were one swing of the bat or one pitch in all three of those games from winning all three of those games, let alone losing. And, um, you know, I think I think we have a great shot at, at doing at doing the same thing, kind of getting into the playoffs and, and see what happens. Now, there's a lot of people that don't really know your story, and I think we'll get into it throughout the year. But you didn't make the big leagues till you were 27, okay? And then you were – a minor league signing, you got called up in May. Am I remembering that right? You absolutely struck out the yep. entire AL West in, 2000, <laughs> in 2021. One of the questions we always ask here. Now, you signed for four-plus million dollars this year. What was the first thing you and your wife did when you got that contract? Because I know you were you signed for $1,000 out of college, <laughs> another $1,000 signed. Let's go. Let's go. Yep. Um. Well, we bought a new house in the off season. So that was kind of like, all right, like now that we have a little bit extra spending money, like how much nicer can we make this house? So um, I, I guess I would say the first thing that we bought with that was the was the landscaping contract that we had. So uh, making sure we got rid of the dirt in the backyard and got some landscaping. That's the biggest thing that we bought. 
You celebrated with landscaping? Yeah. Like, Upgrade you a new one. No, see what I'm Paul, I'm looking for, hey, we hit the town, pop bottles, brought the whole fam, whatever it is. There, there was no, like, big party or celebration, too, on the side. You got landscaping? Hey, that's that's what we needed. That's what we needed. We're my, Molly and I are not those kinds of people who know celebrating. We, uh, you know, we did a fun, really fun dinner last year when I got my first real guaranteed contract. We had a bunch of bunch of family and friends come to uh, to in Phoenix, either came from Phoenix or whatever, and we had we had dinner at Mastro's and really did it. That was kind of like the first one, and then uh, we're hoping to have a lot more of these contracts. So we don't need to celebrate every single one of them. Oh, no, Paul, celebrate you, them all. Yeah, true. <laughs> Paul, Paul, you live you live in Phoenix now. Vegas, born and raised. You in still Vegas. live in Vegas. Yep. You went to Bishop Gorman High School, right, Gales? You know it. You know yeah. it. Yeah. Instead of buying landscaping, could you have gotten a full turf field for them? All you big leaguers chip in. They only have the infield turf. Can we get the full turf at Bishop Gorman? They have a college football stadium for their football team. They got a NBA gym, and then their baseball field is only half turf, and the foul lines like run down the bullpens. Come on. You, we got to do better than this. The Fertitta family didn't play baseball. You know, that's why the Fertitta <laughs> that's family that's like a that's, yeah. the way, that's the way it goes. They played football. That's why that place looks like a D1 football stadium. Oh, Adam, you sound like a robot, dude. I don't know if Paul's going to be able to hear you. Paul, do you hear oh, me? I got you. I got you, Adam. Go ahead. All right, but we're talking about the minor leagues now. They got a big settlement today in terms of pay increase. I feel good about it. You know, there was this there was a stigma that once you got to the major leagues, it was, well, I'm in the major leagues. I don't need to really worry about the minor leagues, which I, you know, you guys all understand. And I kind of understand a little bit myself. Like, well, I grinded like they can grind, too. Uh, but I just think about like the mental struggle of not having any money to pay for uh, the apartment that we lived in. It was like. Half a half a pay or half a paycheck went to um, just trying to live somewhere and trying to make sure you have some food. And um, I'm just super excited that we are going to try and fix that. And and just think about what you could have done with a little bit extra cash in your pocket when you're a minor leaguer. You know, making sure that your supplementation is great, making sure your hydration is well, um, getting a real mattress instead of an air mattress or or whatever you could find at Walmart for as cheap as you could possibly get. And hopefully these guys can you know perform a little bit better because they you know they have the money to try and make sure that they have everything that they need. So. Um, yeah, it was a grind through the minor leagues, but I'm glad I'm glad we're trying to fix that stigma and like let's make sure these guys are an investment. That's your next wave of major leaguers. We don't want them to have to grind and barely make it through uh, or get injured. You know, what's the worst case scenario is get injured in the minor leagues before you even get to the big leagues. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited that we're going to try and make sure that these minor leaguers are a true investment into our major league team. Good. Tell everybody. Tell everybody in the union. Tell it. You know, you're a big timer now. You're the closer. You're the one. <laughs> One through five in the order. Tell me about playing. Tell me about playing in AAA in your hometown. Did that suck or was that awesome? Well, it's a tough place to pitch. It's a tough place to pitch. So, but you did uh, great. Worked fantastic there. But it, you know, pitching at home was very, very cool. It was, it was exciting. It, you know, I hadn't been there in quite a few years, obviously since I left high school. And um, you know, it was fun to have family, friends able to come to the games. It was, you know, I was closing in AAA too, and and my parents and my my fiance at the time would kind of just figure out like, all right, is he going to pitch? They would come, they would come to the game in like the sixth inning if I was going to pitch or they would just stay at home. Cause it was about a 20 minute drive down to Cashman. So um, it was fun for everybody to kind of get those, get that, 
situation together. And, you know, speaking of money, it was nice to, to live at home where I didn't have to spend uh, any money on, on living situations. So that was pretty nice when I was barely scraping by. Paul, explain your velocity uptick and then the, the founding of your slider. Because I read an article about how you kind of, you always had them, you just didn't know how to use them. And then a coach, I think in AAA, came to you and said, hey, let's try a little bit different sequencing. Can you can you tell that to our listeners? Yeah, so, you know, I've always had below average velocity when I was in high school, college, minor leagues. And you guys know, especially in your day, it was like, all right, if you have below average velocity, make sure you throw the ball down and away and try and get ground balls. So that was what I was taught for the last 25 years. That's what I was trying to do. And, you know, it's always about trying to get two plane depth on your slider or your breaking ball. Make sure it's two plane. Um, you don't want it just going side to side. So that's what I was trying to do my whole life. And, you know, then I get non tenor by New York and they're kind of and then Seattle reaches out and they said, we'd like to sign you. Here's what we think you should do. We need you to throw the ball up in the zone every pitch and try and only sweep the slider. Don't worry about getting depth on it. And I was like, all right, I might as well take a chance. You know, I, ha I haven't been producing nearly as well as I would like to in triple or in, in the big leagues in New York. So I said, I'll give it a try. Let's see what can happen. And pretty much overnight, I could figure out how to throw the slider you know, with total sweep. And it really worked really well in spring, in spring training that year in 21. Uh, but I just couldn't figure out how to throw the ball up in the zone. I, instead of throwing it at the knees, I kept throwing it right down the middle and just getting whacked in camp. And I was like, all right, I don't know. This is just a complete adjustment for me since, you know, I've never tried to throw the ball up in the zone. Um, and we finally, we went to the alt site. I didn't, I didn't make the team in 21. We went to the alt site and we're kind of trying to work on stuff. And um, we're trying to get almost like trying to get under the baseball instead of on top of the baseball, just, Total like total 180 from what they've taught pitchers to do forever, uh, but I'm trying to trying to make an adjustment. And we just had the catcher literally stand up in the middle of our inner squad. He just was standing, and I just kept peppering the top of the zone. Um, and finally, it finally clicked, and we kind of moved the catcher back down to like a normal catching squat. And you know, I haven't looked back. It's worked ever since. And um, it was a 180 in my career, and a 180 in the type of things that I need to do. But I'm I'm forever grateful for everybody in the, in the Mariners organization that helped me get through that. You're throwing the sweeper. Have you seen a Yankees game on Yes Network in the box? It says sweeper instead of slider. Yep. So you, maybe you were yep. meant to pitch for the Yankees. Maybe they'll bring, give you – I know you love Seattle, but the Yankees, you know, they're not afraid to put the money out there. You should – you know, they're throwing, throwing sweepers. They, they might put that on the Seattle broadcast, though. And That's true. Seawald in with the sweeper. We ought to do that. We have like six sweepers down there in the pen. It, it would be smart <laughs> if we started, started doing risers and sweepers instead of fastballs and sliders. I like it. I like it. Reinvent the game. Why not? Let's start now. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a little bit different than when you started AJ, but like, it's all the same stuff. Like it's, it's still about locating every time. That's like, that's what I try to tell people is that it's like, for me, the most important thing is throwing the ball up in the zone. Like my locations are different, but I'm still, I still have to locate better than, better than the hitter can hit. Like, that's just what it comes down to. What's first location or velocity? Obviously you went, you learned location and then you had to learn location with the extreme velocity, but what is yeah. um, it? Yeah. I would say it's still location. Like, doesn't matter. Like, these guys whack 100 mile an hour fast. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I have nine at-bats, and, like, the ball looks like a golf ball coming in there. But um, these guys can whack 100 mile an hour fastballs. So you're throwing in 2-0, 2-1, 3-1 counts. So um, the velocity helps. It definitely helps. But if you don't locate your pitches and get ahead, like, it doesn't matter how good your shit is. It's for sure. Hey, Paul, when you look back, I mean, you spent a lot of time with the Mets and it really has clicked now. 
with the Mariners. We have scheduling set up that every team will face every other team. Are you excited for the new, more balanced schedule so that you can play against the former squad and be like, look at me now? Yeah, so I got to do that last year, and that was – I might have taken it a step too far. Um, but, I, you know, it was just it – was, it was an emotional weekend going back there, seeing everybody. Um, you know, I, I was very thankful for my four years in New York. I don't think they went nearly as well as everyone had hoped. I thought how I was treated at times was a little bit unfortunate. But, uh, you know, I'm forever thankful for the four years that they, they drafted me, developed me, called me up. I got four years there. Like, I'm forever thankful for the Mets. But it, it was very nice going back there and, uh, and shutting them down, especially winning the series against those guys. What was the step too far? Yeah. What did you do? What Did you, like, uh, double bird them when you walked off the field? <laughs> no, what did What'd that you do? Wink. That was Wink that did that. For me, I just, you know, I just hit him with the like the shush after I went a one, two, three. Um, after they started booing me after I got through that last inning on, on Sunday. Um, and then they were really not happy with me. But that's all right. You know, we won the series, it doesn't really matter to me. That's not too far. No, that's yeah, that's, that's right that's on fine. point. Yeah. Maybe not far enough. Those dudes, those dudes <laughs> squandered half your career and they didn't tell you what the Mariners took to tell you in what, a month and a half? Yes. Nah. Yeah. You know, I I am a little bit Obviously, I'm a little upset that it took four years to do it, but it, you know, it finally happened, and so I'm, you know, I'm thankful for Seattle and you know, New York is they're doing fine, they're doing fine, and um, we're just I'm glad to be across the country and not, you know, not in their division and not really worry about it for the most part. They actually miss Paul quite a bit right now. I mean, yeah, Diaz is right out now. for the year. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a tough yeah. loss. Mets fans and Verlander's now on the IL, which just released in the last 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well. You know, the sugar thing is like, it's heartbreaking. And, and I, I came on where you guys were talking about it. And it's like, I just, it like kills me because he's literally the best guy ever. And I'm so excited that he got the contract he deserved. Um, you know, the Timmy Trumpets thing. I remember I remember when he came out to that in 2020 when we had no fans. And it was like, dude, this song is so electric. If we ever get anybody in the stands again, this will be great. And, um, you know, every, everybody, whether you're playing the Mets or not, you know, he got a save against us in the in the middle game in that series, and I, you know, I was warming up to go in the bottom of the ninth if we had one, and I was kind of like, "This is getting me pretty jacked up." It was pretty fun to watch that. Yeah, it's goosebumps when you're at at City and it's like rocking, and then you hear that. So I agree. wait. What's your what, Paul? What's your song? Oh yeah, what's your? I want to know what's your song. Jump around by House of Pain. I lo- oh, I like it. Okay, it's a good okay. one. I mean, take. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, it's you know we have so we have. Uh, our reliever group is called the Los Bomberos, so it's Spanish for the firemen, um, to put out the fires. And they have a pretty, they have a pretty good little intro for all of us, where they, you know, they turn off all the lights in the stadium. They put a spotlight on us as we walk down the like ramp, and they come out. They get the, uh, they get the fire flames on every single scoreboard. Like Seattle does it pretty good. They do it pretty nice. Now, could you ever take an ex closer? Because you are the closer. You're on this show. You're the closer. Like, well, there's no. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But would you ever take an X, let's say, Hall of Fame closer song? Um, I think it, there's there's like lots of songs that are available. I would say Hell's Bells is not available, and Enter Sandman are like those are off limits for. Anything. Yes, thank I you. Say, like, thank you. We had Ryan limits. Helsley on, and he comes out to Hell's Bells, and I said it's copyright infringement. That's <laughs> Trevor think, Hoffman's song forever. Stop it. Yeah, Change I think song. those two guys like they more than have that intro like done that's i feel like those two are off limits about any anybody else this is pretty much fair game in my opinion as a reliever trevor and mariana like those are those are pretty unique i mean think about it crazy would you like how many how many closers walkouts do you know other than those two right not from you, you know those two for a reason, like, yeah and timmy's yes but I'm now we know jump around 
Yes, there you go. I mean, but like, those are the two. You can't steal those two, I, in my opinion. I, I think those are off limits. Fair. Fair. Well, well, next time we have Ryan. We're going to start running a poll. We're going to start running. We're going to ask <laughs> no, every guest, every, especially reliever guest, we're going to ask them, can you steal Hell's Bells? <laughs> so far, it's one to one, two to one, because my vote counts also. So it's two to one right now. No. No. The question I want to know is, and I hope this becomes a segment, can you spell Pierzynski? <laughs> AJ. That's, Thank that's you. Yeah, that's, you got that. yes. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. That's dumb. perfect. That's you know what? That's I'll, why I spelled I'll, my name in school. That's why I didn't go to college. I just put A and J. That was it. I'll remember the next time I come on, I will make sure that I know exactly how to spell it. That Bishop go. Gorman High School education is coming through. Thank you. Finally, finally. Hey, Paul, this was awesome, man. We really appreciate you coming on, and we're excited to have you throughout this season. Have an awesome opening day out there. It's going to be wild, and don't get rained on, okay? Nah, that's what the roof's for, but I appreciate it, boys. This is going to be fun all year. I can't wait to come back on. We'll uh, we'll see you guys soon.